we are the choices that we make. Every decision that we've made and that we will make, it defines who we are. Every time we go through something and it changes us, it helps us, it breaks us. The choices that we make during, after, the choices that change, that evolve, that helps us to grow and helps us to go through life, um, these ups and downs, these highs and lows, everything that we do, it shapes who we are as a person. You know, through life, we have different stages, of course, you know, when you were a child, you thought and you behaved differently, you had different, a different view of the world, you had different goals, different dreams. I remember when I was a teenager, uh, my only concern was buying, um, I remember I wanted to really get this pair of jeans or these new shoes that was on the market. And as you transition through life, you know, things change. The way that you see the world changes, the way that you respond to the world, the way that the world responds to you. You find that you become a different version of yourself through each step, through each phase in life. <laughs> and this journey has been a really beautiful um, journey in the sense that I've experienced pain, regret, failure, um, upliftment, enlightenment, uh, drastic change, metamorphosis. <laughs> I've experienced a lot. And um, for a while, um, I used to sit in my room and just talk to myself for hours. <laughs> You don't feel sorry for me. Psychologist actually says that. Um, psychologist says that that might be a sign of higher intelligence. <laughs> I mean, um, the fact that I've studied at some really prestigious universities is not what um, makes me think that I am smart. As a matter of fact, I don't think I'm smart at all. Uh, I I think that no matter how much I've learned, I will always feel inadequate. And I will always feel like there is more that I want to learn. There's more to know about life, about people, about what we're doing here, why we're doing the things that we do. To kind of, you know, dial back a little bit, tone it down. So the reason why I made the podcast the reason why I made this podcast is because um, it, what started off as me talking to myself in my room, just for no reason, no apparent reason. I just, I, I talked about everything when I was sad, when I was upset, when I wanted to buy something new, when I had troubles with my studies. And then that turned into um, making videos to express myself and kind of sending it to my, my parents and my siblings. And then everyone could watch and understand where I was because my, my family is all over the world. Um, my dad's been working um, in the US for a couple of years now. He goes back and forth. And um, my big brother, he's actually, um, he's becoming a US citizen in a few months. 
he's in the U.S. Army. My sister is married. She travels um, for her job. Her husband's a lieutenant. Is a, actually, I think he's a police chief. Um, something of the sort. Um, haven't been home in about six years. And my little brother, um, he's married. And he's having a child. He's having a baby. And he's about to begin studying law, a change of career. So we're all kind of grown. We're all doing our own things. You know, we're out there. I I am a social science student. I am doing three master's degree at the moment. And due to the pandemic, I've had to put them on hold. So I'm hoping to finish them by next year so that I can begin my, my PhD. I am, I have an, an assistant professor position waiting for me at my university here in China, in Tianjin, China. And um, I'm a social science student and I'm also a teacher <laughs> for the past eight years. And uh, I'm a philanthropist. Uh, <laughs> And I hope to do I hope to do more work in the field of community welfare and development, especially in my my home country, um, Jamaica, that I love so much. I I I am my family is multiracial, a multi multi ethnic background. I'm currently in China with my aunt and uncle, but I think for the most part, um, I definitely identify um, as it regards culture um and my nationality my ethnicity i think um the brunt of that is definitely jamaican even though while i was growing up in jamaica i had trouble relating to some of the the cultural some aspects of the culture like even the language i love 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 jamaican language i adore it so much but i i did struggle sometimes with um patois creole <laughs> so i guess i'm not a typical um, Jamaican, but I am Jamaican. I love my country and I hope to do as much as I can to help it to be um, more than what it is now, which is what my scholarship program is for. But this podcast is not about my scholarship program. It's really a way for me to go through life and um, hopefully not not be um i think what i'm trying to say is i just want to go through life being the best version of myself i'm dead set on this enlightenment journey i ask a lot of questions <laughs> um i i have a scientific research um that i'm working on personally because i do believe that um through science we can kind of save our world by creating better societies better quality um people by a number of ways and helping to kind of heal our nation but that's for that's for another day um <laughs> through my podcast or just through my through my own you know personal struggles and journey in life i hope to be the the best version of myself and to be as authentic as possible you know as human beings it seems as though we become obsessed with um being the most beautiful on social media 
I, I don't use social media at all. No Facebook, no Twitter, no Instagram, none of it. Um, being the most followed, being the most liked. It seems that, um, and don't get me wrong, I'm not saying that Facebook and Twitter and Instagram are bad. No, no, not at all. I think, um, I think we should embrace beauty. We should embrace change. I think um, technology has really drastically improved the world, created so many different opportunities and ways of self-expression. It brought about, you know, the woke movement, um, stop body shaming, stop discrimination, racial discrimination, gender discrimination, all sorts of, um, you know, LGBT rights. I think the world is, is a beautiful place. But in terms of where I... I see myself, I feel like, um, I feel like I don't really want to be so caught up in the world that I spend less time with myself and with understanding who I am and the choices that I make and the person that I want to be and just everything. I, I try my best to spend as much time with myself as possible and hopefully not isolate my family and close friends in the process. And I definitely know that I, I, I spend far too much time in my work and my research and um, my company and just my studies because I, I, am, I am very serious about my studies. <laughs> and I think in a sense that is also created a bit of a problem for me where I have been single for the past almost six years I think it's about six years going uh, about six years now because um, I think I've been so focused on personal growth development enlightenment understanding of myself and the world around me and everyone everyone in it that I, I never took the time to to you know do those <laughs> those things that people are supposed to do to find a partner like dating acknowledging um men and <laughs> just um in general you know all of that um i haven't done that it's really interesting because um just recently i had an emotional experience in that regard in the sense that i i contacted someone um, from my past because I, I sorry I haven't mentioned this but I left home about six almost seven years ago and I haven't been back since and I have I've, I've, I went to Canada first and then I'm, I've been living in China with my aunt and uncle got my apartment I got my company I finished my degree and I move on to my graduate degree and my research my personal research my scientific research and community welfare started my scholarship program which will launch in a couple uh, months and so there wasn't much time for um relationship um in that regard not even dating i mean i've had men express interest in me but for some reason i've, I've had no trouble shrugging it off you know and for the most part um i thought it was nothing but up until recently i realized that it was an even bigger problem than I thought it was. I was dealing with some internal issues, um, some internal struggles where I was intentionally avoiding uh, commitment and relationship and love and all of that. 
I've never really, I've only ever truly been in love with one person. Only ever been in love with one person. His name is, um, his name is Nikolai. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and um, it's really funny if I, if I told you my love story, you might think, wow, is that real? Um, for him, I don't know if it's that deep. For me, it's um, it's it's extremely deep and meaningful. And it took me years to realize, and even it took me years to realize my 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 feelings and how strongly I felt. And it took me mo even more years to acknowledge and accept them. You know, I think it took about. I think I met him maybe nine years ago, if I'm not wrong. And we worked together for a while and we were friends and then we were not friends. And then I, I'm a bit younger than him. I think four years, four, four, five years younger than him. So I think that age gap places at different points in our lives when we met. When I met him, I was kind of going through a change which i'm gonna cover in another episode because i don't think we have time for that i was kind of going through a change in which um i left college i left high school sorry i was supposed to go to college and i didn't want to go um i had issues at home with my parents my parents had split up and when we we're younger we we're in a very we were in a very stable very happy home with our parents married and everything was great and then as we got older things kind of fell apart and i kind of blame i resented my parents very much and after high school after you know it, i was becoming an adult you know and i was kind of going down um the wrong path i didn't realize i was uh it started off it, it started off um as how do i say it started off as something that I thought was going to promote my self-development. I mean, it started off harmless, relatively. And then um, we met up with the wrong... How do I say? So my, my high school best friend and I, after high school, we tried a bunch of things before going deciding, deciding to go to college. We tried a bunch of things. Uh, a couple of those were working. And I was trying to find myself before I went to college. And so we were working and partying and I left home and I was living with her and I also got my own place afterwards where I was kind of a bunch of stuff. And I also enjoyed the freedom as well, which was new to me. I went to an all-girls school. I went to Holy Childhood High. <laughs> and... I was not like a naughty student or anything. I went to um, fifth form. I graduated from high school, and then I went to sixth form. You know. Anyways, so um, after I left, uh, and then I was working a bit, tried a couple of stuff, and it wasn't long after that my my girlfriend, my best friend, call her my girlfriend, and I, we kind of met a group of people who would changed the course of our lives for the next two to three years little had we known that those those group of people would lead us down uh, a dangerous path now thankfully this story sort of my life didn't leave me um 
to a place of no return thankfully i never physically harmed myself i didn't do any um you know substance abuse or i didn't experience any physical abuse or you know sexual abuse or anything like that thankfully um but the the company that we're in was was not a good one and fortunately for us we we made it out relatively unscathed so it, it was just a group of people young people who were not interested in education it's not so much that they weren't they were very broken and dealing with a number of issues mental mental struggles personal struggles financial struggles and they all kind of bonded together and leaned on each other and some intentions were good but for the most part the decisions that were being made were just not good decisions and again we're gonna have to cover that in a separate topic but um the truth is that when i look back at it i don't blame anyone at all i made those decisions as I, as as a person those were my decisions and my decisions to be held accountable for you know that was my choice and so because of that i find that um i actually understand and empathize with them after i've grown and learned so much and i also blame our society and our environment that perpetuated and kind of nurtured that kind of behavior and to an extent it's not even the environment's fault <laughs> you know it's it's a situation where um, okay, let me just kind of put it in black and white. Um, for example, if you if you come from a country that's poor and there's lack of education, lack of opportunity, and you want to be good, you want to learn, you want to go to college, but there's just no way out. No one's giving you a job because you, you haven't got the qualifications and you can't get the qualifications because <laughs> you don't have the money to go to school. It's kind of a perpetual persistent poverty kind of cycle going on there you know and we'll, we're going to discuss all of that much later because apparently i have a lot to say <laughs> but um pretty much um we kind of um i kind of went down a dark path for a while where i was resistant to knowledge and one day i woke up and i found that i felt empty and then I decided to make a change and that's when I, I left Jamaica. I left home and I went in search of that change. And thankfully that has led me down a very deep and meaningful path where at that age, you know, five, six, seven years seven, you know, six years ago, I I didn't I didn't real I didn't think. I didn't understand how meaningful and how important it was to think. I didn't rationalize i didn't question i didn't have um meaningful conversations with myself and people about my opinions my thoughts my mental health about the decisions that i'm making why i'm making them how do i feel so there was no decent outlet and there was no train no train of thought going on up, up in the old thinker there was nothing so as i grew and i and i got and i learned and i got exposed to different environment different experiences i started thinking more and the more i thought um based on the new knowledge that was given to me were the more questions i had i had more questions and the more questions i had were the more answers i saw and i, I kept seeking answers and asking more questions seeking more answers and that cycle has brought me to this place um, 
where I can finally say that I feel extremely grateful and happy and content with the way my life has turned out the way it, it is turning out I, if I had to say I had one regret I would say that the only thing that I possibly regret is not realizing how important it was for me to learn or try to understand my um, romantic feelings about the man that I care about. I think that's my only regret. I wish I had explored that avenue more and paid more attention to it and tried to try to get a, a more um, serious um, understanding of what was going on because uh, that's a story. That's a nice story. So um, after six years, I contacted Nikolai again. And um, it's really funny because I, I was, ever since I left Jamaica, I never stopped thinking about him. And somewhere along the way, after, you know, I kept meeting a bunch of people, especially guys who liked me or asked me out. And I've actually, I actually went on a couple dates and all of those ended on one date, okay? Uh, or I'm not sure that was date, it was like lunch date, dinner date, whatever. So I kept thinking that I wonder how this conversation would would be going if I was talking to Nikolai. And throughout the entire time, I always felt like I wish I got the chance to know him. Or rather, I wish he got the chance to know me. But the the biggest problem I had was I, I wish we were still in each other's lives. When I met him and everything that we went through, I I... I wish to some extent I hadn't met him at the time when I was kind of going down a dark path and transitioning from a kind of cute and innocent, um, just fresh out of sixth form high schooler to uh, a bad girl. <laughs> I'm just going to leave it at bad girl status, you know. I think, um, and even at that time, I didn't think about anything really. I just, I just wanted freedom of thought. And um, so I think my only regret in terms of where my life is right now is that I, I haven't put a lot of thought or I hadn't given enough thought to acknowledging, paying attention to uh, my romantic feelings for him or just my romantic feelings in general. So I haven't explored that avenue of my life. And so I'm going to be 27 this month. I am without a boyfriend and any future prospects and for some reason that doesn't scare me i mean when once the borders open again i'm going to start traveling i think now that i've worked through those very dark issues i think i'm going to be able to see the world in a different way and i might be open to dating i might be open to meeting someone and because i i want to have a family i want to buy I've saved up for a house and I have no idea where to buy a house <laughs> because, um, yeah, and I, I mean, I could buy a nice house and live in it by myself, but I kind of hope that when the time comes for me to buy a house, I'd be doing that with someone special, you know, someone who I can honestly say I want to try to share my life with just a date or to, to go out or to, to try to be together. Anyways, so I think the only regret I have is that I wish I had spent more time 
um, acknowledging, paying attention, learning to deal with my romantic feelings for him. And then maybe that part of me would have grown in a way that I could have handled. I would have handled the situation differently. I did tell him that I love him, but I did it very carelessly. And it wasn't a big deal to me. And for a number of reasons, I I convinced myself that I don't need love. <laughs> I know, it sounds ridiculous, but it's true. I convinced myself that I didn't need love because I had my career, had my my education had money my family was wealthy happy okay so you know i'm just gonna wait until the time is ready you know when it's it's time for me to get married and just get married to someone for the sake of being married and then i actually really 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 want kids and then just have kids you know but um i have been in um i've been in a few relationships i think two and those people that I dated, I, if knowing what I know now as a person, and even back then, I didn't love them. <laughs> I definitely think that I cared about them, but I didn't love them. I've only ever loved one person, and unfortunately, I didn't handle the situation very well. But I, I am proud of myself for all the growth, um, and everything that I've learned and try try my very 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 best to make amends and to change and to hopefully do better along the way once i realized that i did uh, make a mistake treating situations so carelessly and telling him that <laughs> i don't want a relationship <laughs> because i don't like commitment and dating and all of that uh i realized um a couple months later that I actually do really love him. I mean, I never doubted that I loved him for years, but I actually realized that beyond that, it's not that I don't want to be with him, it's that I'm scared. I'm, I'm so scared to even think about the idea of being with him that I just completely dismiss it. I'm like, no, no, no just, just no. That's not going to happen. Just forget about it. But that fear is coming from a place of... I, I love him so much that the idea of being with him, it terrifies me. It's like, it's like this, this dream that I can't even bring to life, you know? <laughs> it's like an impossible idea. And then there's so many fear factors like... What if I lose him? What if I hurt him? What if he hurts me? What if we get together and then he doesn't love me anymore? Or a whole bunch of things. But for the most part, I think I'm. I think I'm just a, a normal person in love, but just one that didn't get enough experience and chance to actually um, understand how to deal with and, and you know to be honest no one knows how to deal with love no one okay yeah you have people who have more experience and people who are better expressing their emotions but love is not something that you can just like that there, there's no magical way to do or fix anything and that's that's one of the things that i had to learn the hard way uh, i mean i'm a kind of a control freak <laughs> 
and I control every aspect of my life, my company, my family. I even try to control my parents a bit, tell them like, you need to retire here, you need to come here, you need to get that visa, you know. But you can't control love. I think that um, I think that after I realized the mistake I made, and then um, I really did try my best to fix it. I tried to reach out to him. I sent him um, messages and email on the only two platforms that we connected on after you know six years, and I think he hasn't even seen them. And to be honest, I don't know if I want to disturb him because I think I put him through so much unnecessary um, stupidity, stupidness. Just what I would say is that um, I know I'm not perfect, and I know that I probably don't deserve him after what I did. But for some reason, um, no, not for some reason, but I still do want him. I still love him very much. And I think I will always love him. But because I love him, I can't help but to put him first in the sense that I only want him to be happy. And if my presence in his life is going to is is going to cause trouble or pain or disrupt that happiness once again or give him unnecessary trouble i kind of rather to not be in his life in that sense you know it's really interesting because when i contacted him i wasn't doing it for any purpose of like dating i just wanted to check up on him 